Greetings, nerds. This is Seaman Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our mystery producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very well, Sarah. Happy hump day. No, no, no. <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. Will, uh, we have to do a clean edit. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Joking. No. Um, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm... Yes. I feel very disoriented tonight, but I am here. How are you? Disoriented? What's going on? Well, I um I deduce things in a flash and um I'm I'm traveling tomorrow and I'm anxious and there's a lot that still has yet to get done. Um so I'm trying to be present while not thinking about everything else that I need to get done tonight and my anxiety. But it's all good. It's all good. Hey, we'll we'll have a lot of fun here, so that way, uh, no, we yeah, we will. No, we will. Hey, I wore the costume for you. That's <laughs> that. That should like you know. Anytime you like get like feeling like uh, down or whatever, just 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 pop, just just watch the video, and there and there you go. Well, it's also the overachiever that you and your family, Familia, are. Um, you just have to record a um, impromptu little video, post it on the web, and it's like, yep, I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, nerd. No, you, you challenge me, and I, I you know, I always uh, try to, to honor or respond to any challenge so that's what i did so um speaking of challenges um did you manage to finish homecoming i am getting there i'm getting there i on episode one people (laughs) (laughs) episode two but (laughs) (laughs) no i've really enjoyed it so far it's just yeah between obviously uh you know folks if you follow our Social media. I was like at our NC Comic Con this past weekend, so that I was doing that, and then I was planning on watch. I had Veterans Day off, and I was planning on watching it then, but it just, yeah, I finally got around to it like that evening, and then I guess with Stanley's passing and everything too, it was just sort of like, yeah, just, yeah, just, just didn't, just didn't get to it. But my goal is over our little hiatus for the holidays to, to, to knock it out. Yeah. Um, I foresee a daredevil season two happening with homecoming, but I'll hold out. No, I'll, no, I'll, I'll I, wait. No, I'll no, wait no, to no. call foul. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, see, don't, you should know better than to challenge me on that. Now, see, I actually enjoyed homecoming daredevil, um, <laughs> you know, daredevil, well, you know, you know how I feel about Marvel and folks yeah. know how I feel about so I know it's probably not the best week to say that, but it you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. So how are you doing with Titans? I am. You know, I am actually. I'm, I'm actually. Yeah, I am actually called up. Right, which which is expected. Um, you're a loyal fanboy, but how are you doing with it? You know, like I like it. I I really 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 enjoy it. I I'm. I'm I had low expectations, so going into it, um, it's because with the trailers and stuff and some of the still photos, you know, I think I let some of the toxic, uh, then the doubters like creep into my, uh, 
into my expectations a bit, but I, I just really feel, especially like this last episode where they uh, introduced Jason Todd at the end, spoiler alert, um, that it's, it's been very solid. I mean, I know you have your issues with, with Raven, but I really am enjoying uh, Starfire, uh, Beast Boy, uh, Gar is, uh, is uh, very... You know, a very likable character, and 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 Dick Grayson is. Um, well, I, I know you. I know you. I know you. You have your crushes on him, but uh, I, yeah, I'm just really enjoying. I'm really enjoying the show. I I just it's it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's also not as good as I hoped it would be. I I think that the so far everything is very thin, um, and I think part of it is the pace. I almost feel like they're running at a much faster pace than even I would want because, I mean, we had a whole Doom Patrol episode, but that stands alone, and and it's just part of this adventure of where really I feel like Dick is going around and just collecting friends for a change <laughs> even though he doesn't want family he's just collecting them and and there's something kind of interesting about that dynamic especially everything that he's going through and i'm sure the next episode is going to be very uh grace and heavy but but still it's just i i don't know it's i see potential in a lot of these characters we'll there see. just doesn't seem to be enough time because Raven's hogging all of the story so far. And, and, and like, where's Hawk and Dove? They were supposed to be major parts of it. So they had like one and a half episodes and they'll be back. But by the time they're back, the, they're going to have the major showdown and then they're going to be gone again because of hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I feel the opposite. I feel that the pacing is actually good because that's one of my, biggest problems with with the marvel shows mm-hmm. is that just 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 it's a slow burn and it's just I, I mean it's it's a true slog for me and hard for me to, to to stay engaged with those shows whereas with titans i feel that yes i i, I grant you that uh, raven has uh shared the focal point was the focal point of a lot of the stories up to, to this point. But I think that they had to base, I mean, basically she's the, the, she is the focal point because that is the key. She's the linchpin to, to pull all these various characters together for, for this, for this team to, 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 to become what we know as the Titans. And so, um, and, and we're getting touches from various plot points why she is so important as far as her powers and stuff, especially with the Doom Patrol episode, uh and, and learning it where she had stayed in that um in that home. Um and you know, get more details about her background and stuff. So yes, it's, it is fast paced. Um and and it, again it's it is laid out like your typical cereal versus uh, chop everything at once and you just binge it at at, all, at one time. Um, but I I just feel that pacing wise um, is good. I think story wise is better than I anticipated. Uh, I think I'm, I'm actually engaged with the characters and actually um, 
have, have become invested in the in the characters and and want to see where this journey takes us and I and I think it has the right length as far as season season time as well without any unnecessary filler. Right. Right. No, I I agree with some of the the points obviously not all of them. It's just or maybe it's just I'm kind of superheroed out, you know? Cuz yeah. cuz I like the Marvel shows, so I've been keeping up with those and and I'm kind of just like at my maximum. Yeah, and, and that's what yeah. for life. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, we, 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 we yeah, I mean, it, it is a very crowded landscape and probably, I think that's one of the reasons why we dropped to gifted was because, it you know. It sucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I am not going to apologize for that. I, I, we came back, we watched the first episode and we were kind of like, yeah, uh, how about not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, I've engaged with some folks just, you know, social media with, that are really really enjoying the show but then i i also saw where uh uh the council bear uh put it put it as a show that's possibly going to get canceled after after the second season so yeah again it's one of those things i think people uh everyone has their taste we're not saying you're right you're wrong we're not we're, we're never we're not that show but um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's a crowded landscape, and you know, if you're not bringing it, then something's got to give. And we right, or if you're just not engaged with what's happening, like you yeah. don't really care. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. And I didn't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> and neither, neither did you. So we were like, okay, we'll strike that, and then you know, hopefully we'll catch up on Homeland. So <laughs> we'll have something else to talk about other than superhero shows. <laughs> They, uh, they dyed the sun's hair. They bleached it, and they didn't explain why in the first episode. I don't care then. <laughs> I don't care. It's just a new so, duo, right? Yeah, yeah. So stay, stay with us, folks. We, 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 you know, we do branch out, and uh, there's, you know, there we will be uh, doing some other things other than superhero shows. But if you love your superhero shows and you and you love our talk about it, then stay with us because we'll 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 fill that as well. Yeah. All right, so let's go into Supergirl, um, because this is going to be short conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's Parasite Lost. It's not, it was funny watching it the other night. It's not that it was, I've seen worse. I've seen worse, worse episodes on of this show in particular. But I also feel like we had so back-to-back amazing episodes that to come into this one, it felt very generic. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Way too much Kara. Can we can we keep it taken down a notch on the Kara? <laughs> <laughs> That's my one note <laughs> for the writers. And and I I just couldn't get into some of the side plots that were going on. The one that kind of I grew to enjoy was the one with Alex towards mm-hmm. the end mm-hmm. because I didn't really understand what was going on and you, the, the interactions between her and her supervisor started to play out and it continued to kind of do a double cross and a double cross. And you're kind of like, well, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. um, which was really interesting. And I, and I, Shame on me because 
we all knew this, like, John was the head of the DOC, an alien, and those first few seasons, he was hiding his alien part of himself. So, so it kind of was really, I, I hope they expand on that point a little bit more because to parallel what's happening with National City and a realization their president was an alien is kind of really interesting um, to go from like the grand scale to John's story. Yeah, yeah. I, I have been enjoying this um, part of the uh, general coming in and, and basically like I'm in charge and and, and you're right. Shame on us for for not seeing those parallels earlier uh, this season with John and the president. And but uh, it is it is indeed um, sort of flows into the, the the larger arc that they have developed so far this season. And um, and and going into that, um, uh, thinking of James and Lena and Ben Lock how he's manipulating James to be the human uh, savior and playing all those, playing all those fears of, of people uh, and, and, this, and, and the xenophobia that is, that is very present in national city and, and in the country at the, at the time. Um, it, it really, like you said, it was a bit of a, I guess, change of pace episode given that we've had such strong performances. I mean, Sam Whitworth's killing it this year. Killing it. Yeah. And so it was, uh, you know, this episode was a little like, okay, let's draw it back a little bit. We'll focus on Jensen and his crazy, like, you know, Star Trek, Rathacon, Parasite, you know, taking powers from from all the various uh, alien residents in National City. I just felt like, you know, I even commented to you in a DM this week. I felt like it was a bridge episode just to get us, get us through. You know, it didn't carry the story forward too much. It did a little bit as far as just the manipulation of, of Guardian, uh, becoming a champion for, you know, for the, um, children of liberty or age of liberty and becoming that, the, the quote unquote human hero. And, and it was very telling how, you know, James, Earlier in the episode, really talked about prejudice and 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 not wanted to you know, fall into the trap when he was watching uh, Ben's videos and stuff. And you know, by the end of the episode, he was like, you know, you know, maybe maybe he does have a point there, and uh, maybe I can use this to my advantage. But uh, which was very very reckless and naive on on, on James's part. I um I agree. I felt like the last few minutes of the episode really is when you saw the plot progress. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the episode was all filler. It was all like, here, this is our starting point. This is where we need to end. Let's see these characters get from point A to point B. End of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I again like that's the other thing I like all of the stuff going on with uh, James this season and James hasn't always been a character who I'm like I like your storyline but this year how they're interweaving him with in particular Ben has been really great um, and and just go back to his performance 
that scene at the very end, the very, very end, where he's he goes from a maniac to, hello, and then he's on the phone with James, and you start to see him, like, visually just decompress and become somewhat human, and it's just, that's incredible to watch. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it made up for the other 40 minutes to just fluff. <laughs> You you knew everything that was going to happen with that stuff. You 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 could see it play out right in front of you, and you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't I don't care about any of this. And it's again, it's really interesting to me how all of that revolves around Kara, mm-hmm. and yet I'm sitting here like. I don't care about any of that. I care about like this, these fractions that you're giving to these other characters because it goes back to that one standalone episode with Ben Lockwood where Kara and him hardly ever interacted in that entire episode. And so, so I'm wondering how long they can pull this story because at the end of the day, this is still Supergirl, but how long can they push the story without him really becoming her true villain. Like so far he's an antagonist for a lot of other people. Um, but it's not necessarily him. It's who he represents. That's really a threat to Kara. It's a very good point. And there, there are a few things that as far as Kara that really irked me in this episode. One it's like, okay, you need to call You need to call your cousin Clark and, and Lois Lane as far as like, as far as reporting tips, I mean, hello, if you're going to write a story about someone, should you do research? I mean, thank you <laughs> for one. Um, two, I think the bigger thing where it's she still seems oblivious to some degree of the, the, the xenophobia and yes. the things that is going on in, in, in National City and. and and it's really, I, I mean, it, it's very frustrating to, to see that. It, and it, it, well, it, John, it makes her come off as one note. Yeah. Like, like that, the moment when she pitches her idea to, um, Naya and about writing stories about the aliens to get people to understand who them, I'm thinking I, it reminds me, of Ben Lockwood mm-hmm. and his whole pitch, like, well, when are you going to write about the humans? And I'm kind of like, Kara, this is why the humans are upset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you get like, like, it's interesting that I feel like she's very one dimensional in this plot mm-hmm. because all she can think about is, is trying to protect like the aliens when but Kara is also somebody who struggled to become human and so I just I just I just wonder how she's reconciling that because her sister's human like yeah. Yeah. like why isn't she talking more to Alex about it right right yeah yeah that's a good very good point and again it, that it's it's one of those things where you know it, it and other Arrowverse shows where we feel like the heroes sideline and it's not about their story. This season, given that Kara has been somewhat sideline, has has actually made for a a strong, yeah, stronger season to to date, allowing some of the supporting characters to shine, and in particular, uh, particular our antagonist this year with Ben and Ben Lockwood. So, 
Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, and there's still the, 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 the Russian Kara that's out there as well. And how she, how she's going to play into this whole storyline too. Maybe, maybe that'll be uh, something that'll happen either uh, pre mid season break or, or maybe be, maybe it'll be the mid season uh, finale where they, they finally come head to head. Yeah, it's it's interesting that we've only had a few teases of that plot point, which a lot of us going into this season thought that would be the first half. Mm -hmm. So we don't really know, understand what's exactly happening, Um, which but it's I want to know how all of these writers rooms, like how much they communicate with one another, because the very similar thing is happening on Arrow right now. Um, this week's episode of Arrow did not feature a flash forward tease. It did not. And I'm finding that the episodes of this season I like the best are the episodes that include the flash forward, forward teases and plot points. Um, because that, that builds momentum, that builds mystery, that makes me really engage with the show. An episode like The Demon, what? It's all, like, like it, it's again, it's not that it was like I've seen worse. Like this is why I'm I'm not upset talking about these shows. I guess last week we just came off and we're like, okay, we're we're feeling good, we're feeling the momentum, and then yeah. don't screw up. And then what they screwed up? Because <laughs> <laughs> in particular, Curtis and Diggle. Yeah. I love Curtis and Diggle. I did not like him in this episode. I thought it was distracting. I did not understand how that whole arc fit with the rest of the picture. I missed Renee and Dinah. Dinah was in this episode, but she wasn't partnered with Renee. And I thought that was very odd because they've been um, central characters to pair up in these past few episodes. And I thought that that has been building a good solid like sea arc. Yeah. But then they throw us Curtis and Diggle and and the only thing I can think that I took away is that the writers are doing a good job of taking every single Team Arrow member and really giving the viewers an understanding on how each of them is handling Oliver in jail differently for yeah. their own reasons. Like it's that non-vigilante part of them that has to be silenced right now has different effects on every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you that, um, the, the Curtis arc, while I think was an important story to tell, uh, did feel a little out of place tonally at, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like it's not. It could have gone in a different episode and probably made a whole lot more sense. Yeah, and it just seemed kind of thin, and it was like, oh crap, we gotta. You know, we only have probably two, three more episodes with Oliver in jail, so we need to tell, we need to do this now. And right. yeah, it, so it just did feel kind of tacked on. Um, and it, it really, they could had so much that to explore there with Curtis and his decision to. After, you know, because yeah, I think it was either this episode or an episode before, we talked about all the things he lost, where he lost his marriage, where he's lost you know, his you know, many things in, in being in this vigilante life. And 
and and they could have used that as a springboard to have that this type of, what what transpired in this episode flow from that and maybe they were you know and I guess I guess on some level it did work because I'm talking about it right now but um, it I, I just think this totally with this episode and given what was going on with the A and B stories with Oliver and even with Felicity and, and Laurel and and, and uh, Dinah, it just it just didn't seem to fit. Um, yeah, yeah, and I don't I don't think we saw Curtis last episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's actually been a few episodes, okay. and that's why it was so disorienting. I'm like, right. oh yeah, Argus. Yeah. <laughs> what are they up to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> And, and, and I'm also, I'm kind of like, man, this whole argument between Diggle and Felicity, because she's on this whole, um, whole hunt and she never went to Argus. Like she went to the SCPD before she even went there to use their resources, which was interesting. But this is actually the first time I've enjoyed an all female team up on Arrow. Yeah. I, um, there was something about that scene when they're going through the files where I was like, this is your birds of prey. Where is yep. this movie? <laughs> <laughs> These three are very different people and, yeah. and they have actually pretty good chemistry, which is like, why didn't I realize this before? Well, because they hardly ever share screen time together. Exactly. I so. love those scenes. Yeah, I did. I actually, yeah. Now that you, now that you mention it, I, when I was watching it, uh, the other night and uh, I, I, I had the same reaction that you did and that uh, that them working together and just doing old fashioned you know work I mean Felicity who's like you know the hacker extraordinaire and and, and um, you know just having to dig through old files and just the, the interplay with the three of them in, in that in, in the file room just was just yeah it, it did it, it was very strong chemistry. So, you know, I think one of the one of the plus things that season seven has done so far, in my opinion, is uh, by by having Oliver and Slapside as far as it's given the opportunity for other members of the cast to get, to get these types of pairings. That if he were still out in normal circum normal storytelling circumstance, we, we would never have gotten these pairings. And yeah, it's it's like the the opposite effect on Supergirl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. So so uh, speaking of slab side and Oliver, what is your take on everything that happened between him and Doctor Parker? Oh, I, see that for, I have really enjoyed this arc with him this with Oliver this season and. And just the, the back and forth and you know, Parker trying to get him to you know, question himself, question his will, question all his motivations and, and, and things that he's done over time. Um, and, and it's, I mean, I know some of this we've seen before as far as these, the soul searching and, and whatnot, but I, I, I think... It's, it's different this time for me, at least, in that 
this was this was a, a consequence of his um, you know outing himself and also uh, I think Parker being the you know the agent to to I guess the agent to like try to, to, to just doing the interrogating instead of this instead of an internal kind of struggle with that Oliver may be dealing with because of a moment of self-doubt or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, you haven't watched Homecoming, so. Okay, yeah. There, there, I just, while you were talking, I just realized something about why I probably have a different take on this story arc than you do. If, if people, if you, if you like the story arc, watch Homecoming. Homecoming does it ten times better. Really fascinating. This is a, 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 um, boiled down version of it. And, and it is, and it is interesting. And I, and I, um, to go back on what I said last week, um, when I felt like it was repetitious and explaining things that we already knew, I felt like this week the, the plot was a little more nuanced, mm-hmm. especially because they brought in Talia which mm-hmm. tallies the daughter of the demon. So shame on us again for not being like, oh, that's the demon. Oh, obviously that's Talia. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's shame on us. I mean, I think, uh, I think you know, if people can toss out there and say, well, I figured it out. Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, you didn't. If you did, I would have, we would have seen it. Yeah, we would have yeah. seen people say, "Oh yeah, the demon is Talia al Ghul." No, don't don't go there. Don't go there because if if you if you if you did see it, you're lying. And so, because you yeah. if yeah, yeah, and and what she by them having her be the demon, it, it plays off of everything Doctor Parker's doing because she took the exact opposite approach with mm-hmm. Oliver, mm-hmm. and she also represents. Another fall, another quote unquote monster whose father basically passed down to her, like, like how she behaves that, that cycle of violence that Dr. Parker was going on about. And and so to, and then the fact that Oliver killed her dad and everything, it, it, it all made a lot of sense. The fight scenes. Okay. I know you don't like Daredevil. The, the hallway fight scene, classic Daredevil move, like that yeah. choreography, and and I liked it. I I liked Oliver and Talia fighting side by side. I really enjoyed that. I I, yeah, I did too. I did too. I, I mean, I'm not gonna kid. I mean, I, I was like, that's a badass moment. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and and so it's interesting to me that all around this is probably a really solid episode of Arrow. It's still not my favorite though. Like it, it's still, I didn't stop watching this episode and was like, oh, I can't wait till next week. I was more like, okay, all right, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was an enjoyable episode. I mean, it, I think sometimes we may want to get, our, you know, we want to get blown away every single week. But yes, high standards. <laughs> very high standards. Very high standards, and. Yeah, you know, sometimes you need those changes of pace, and I, you know, I I really enjoyed this week's episode. This week's episode, I I do. I am looking forward to seeing how things 
play out because yeah, you know, with now I want to know, you know how the the questions I ha- need to have answered. How ta- how did Talia get that you know the the, the, the flash drive to to Felicity and, and the team and assassin. Uh, hmm? She she's part of the League of Assassins. She yeah. she knows how to swift swiftly move move swiftly. Yeah. She knows how to move swiftly. I mean, <laughs> and also I mean, you know, I think our uh, uh, you know Sarah, the other Sarah that we had on last week and her review this week, you know, raised some pretty good points too. It's like what's reality and what was not, you know, and um, how much of this mental game was 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 in Oliver's head and. And clearly some of it definitely was real because obviously we had a tangible results on the outside, but, you know, to get into your point, as far as the, the PTSD and the psychological drama that was going on in, um, in the episode, uh, you know, those are some, again, uh, plot points that will still need to, you know, that still will need to be addressed. Um, obviously there's the, the, uh, we, we can't go shame on us if we don't mention the little mention of Gotham. Yes, uh, thank you. Finally, yeah. okay, it's yeah. that woman, right? It's gotta it's be gotta that woman. Be. Because here, here's my thing: if it's not that woman, we know there's a Bruce Wayne yeah. on this earth um, mm-hmm. because Oliver has referred to him before. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, if Talia went up faced off against Bruce Wayne. Okay. All right. Lame. Because I am so scared about the crossover. I am so scared that they're going to set up Batwoman basically as an Elseworld tale, you know, Mm. like she, like her whole story, like Arctic is going to be spun off. And, and I'm going to be like, why we, Kara already lives on another earth. Why does she, why does that woman have to live like in another reality? And it's just, I, I'm just worried about that. Like if they really want to build this as this expanding universe, then I don't know why it has to constantly be tethered with Oliver and Barry and that these other characters that they're trying to bring in, and we're going to get to another one who's not included for better and for worse. But it just, it also feels very limiting. Like, I feel like it's all for show almost. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. But I think there, there's there been, between the, all the shows, uh, for example, with The Flash Season 5, uh, there with Nora talking, raising other members of the Justice League, uh, we do have Superman, but I guess, he, yeah, he is on our 38. Maybe Batwoman is, hopefully she's the, she hopefully is, if not a member of Earth One or Earth Two, hopefully she's on Earth Thirty Eight with Kara and, and Clark. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's my hope. That's my hope. Now we'll see how it plays out. So far, the the teases that we've the finally we got the two teases that dropped this week, and one was it seems that the Arrow, I guess, let's see, they're reversing the order, so Arrow goes first this time in the crossover, so somehow Oliver and Barry switch, and maybe we'll, we'll obviously learn how that happens. And, and and Iris doesn't switch. Nope. 
and which Dig doesn't switch. Right. And I can only assume Felicity doesn't switch. And based off of some of the still photos I've seen, it kind of feels like Kara doesn't switch. Right. Yep. Which is another thing that pisses me off. Like, so here's, Kara here's my, should be a part of it. Yeah, so here, here is where Kara is probably a part of it. Here's where I think the monitor comes in. Because that's been one of the character. The, mar, the monitor is the per, is one of the guardians of time and continuity in the universe. Wherever it seems like everyone else has been constant, so there is some external force which hopefully there's they haven't spoiled everything. They usually are pretty good about keeping something under wraps. That is the catalyst that causes Barriott and Oliver to, to switch. Given that it seems that everyone else is constant, so I think that's my theory going into. Um, into the cross so elseworlds crossover is there's some other external force that is that has caused the, the switch and that's why the monitor is important in the cross elseworlds crossover all right well now that we've covered why the monitor is important <laughs> <laughs> sarah's like fears are totally put to rest no, no it, it'll be fine i'm just yeah. i'm just you know, I, I can't I can't set myself for unmet set myself up for unmet expectations. So I try to keep them low. Keep them low. And that way they're typically always past. But anyways, <laughs> uh let's speaking of another show that's quasi in the universe, quasi not, um, Black Lightning. Well, Sarah I, I know I, I DM'd you last night to say watch Black Lightning because I just I, I thought of you when the opening happened. Yeah, because Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, it was. <laughs> so here's a funny little tidbit. I literally watched this episode an hour ago, yeah. and because I just got home, I needed to eat, and I was watching the opening scene, and I'm like. Winter Soldier, and I got up and I walked away. And then I came back and I sat down and Henderson was talking to Jefferson and Anissa, and I'm kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. And it took me a while to realize that they were talking about GMPP. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because I literally missed the end of that whole sequence. (laughs) Because I thought it was like a, a, a flashback. Oh, oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, no, no, no flashbacks. But you know, like, given that his, given that it was a very winter, winter soldier esque. Well, hell, it was straight up winter soldier. Um, there's got to be a trap door. I just can't. I just can't. I'm like Jefferson. I, I just can't believe that that Gamby's gone. And plus, that just blow, blows up your fan fiction. So. <laughs> it, it. The the whole episode kind of is about that whole kind of they they really want you to think that he's gone he's not yeah. gone I I've seen enough crazy stuff on this show he's not gone no. it it just doesn't make any sense and um and Nissa's reaction was interesting to me yeah Nissa continues to be a confusing character <laughs> <This season. laughs> she- I am. Um, yeah, she's I like. I forgot about Grace. I I know there was one interaction earlier this season, but it seemed like there had been a falling out, and now suddenly they're not. And but I don't. And then, I and don't. then they did fall. They did fall out again. Yeah, but yeah. They, they they can't keep bringing back Grace like a part, just like how Gamby's still alive. 
Grace and Anissa are going to be a thing again in the future. Yeah, yeah, they will be. They will be. I, I think I mean, you know, we talked earlier this season how Anissa is how it has flipped from uh, Jennifer not being one of your favorites on the show to now Anissa being that, and she she is a very complex, fickle character in that and a very but also a very interesting character to me as well because you know she does she's more to just talk as far as just trying to seek justice because you know she's working hard to you know go work in the, in the clinic and doing obviously rob you know basically playing robin hood as far as you know, well universe robin hood as far as taking from tobias's gangs and using those funds to help to help provide for the clinic but but then it's as far as her personal life she's just a complete wreck <laughs> and and a very not likable wreck whereas i think jennifer this season and her relationship in particular with khalil uh she she is is very very sympathetic towards his plight because they're both prisoners of two individuals you know Khalil being a prisoner of Tobias who you know every every moment he gets he is just teasing Khalil's demise and and then Jennifer just feeling just trapped as a prisoner in her own home because of her parents being overprotective of her going out and possibly getting again um being, you know, being a target of Tobias and 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 and, and painkiller. I um, I don't know about that. I think I honestly don't think Kaleo has had um, any opportunity to really talk to her. Mm-hmm. I feel like anytime they meet up, it's mainly about her and her issues. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's Jennifer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that is. <laughs> so so I am. I'm not fully sold on that idea of her being able to relate in that way. I think that she views him as a connection to what she thought her life was going to be. Mm. Um, And and in a sense, it's a nostalgia thing. It's a first love thing. It's, it's her childhood essentially is all tethered to him because she's no longer at school she's no longer around her friends so there's a connection there and and that also proves that it's it's a it's something that was never meant to be and she her whole arc is going to be how she figures that out and learns to let go like just as with any teenager you start to realize that some things were fine when you were a kid but you grow out of them you move on you you um you have to continue moving forward you can't hold back he i think that's also going to come to a head because he also needs her as his anchor because he he, she's his last connection to everything like the life he thought he was going to have um and but he also doesn't have that that foundation that she does with her family. She only has Tobias. So, so I um I I'm fine with it. It's not as melodrama drama as it was last season. 
Um, and to go back to your point with Anissa, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have the attention span to invest in her relationship with Grace. Mm -hmm. If that's not going to be a continuous thread that's moved out through the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll at some point they're going to have the, the, the creative team's going to have to make a decision. Are they going to, like you said, make them a couple or, or not? Because this back and forth where like Anissa just goes to Grace when, you know, whenever she's dealing with some shit is just, it, 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 it's getting very tiresome as a viewer. And, and so, yeah, they did need to decide, okay, we're going, they're going to be together or they're not and, and stop this, this back and forth stuff. Cause I mean, it's, I feel like Grace is like, really? You come to me whenever you like, you, you know, you, you just need some. And it's like they want them to be a heterosexual relationship, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, you, you can have two, these two women be together yeah. and not make it play off like another heterosexual relationship you've seen on different shows. You can have more nuance. Yeah. I mean, part of my thing with Grace is it's not just either put them together or don't put them together. It's more like either put her on the show or don't make her a character. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Because, because I am very confused as to what she's supposed to be in terms of this, this whole storyline moving forward. Yeah. She's a love interest clearly, but she's also somebody she's with power. Person. So she's, yeah. she should yeah. have a stronger presence. Yeah. She's just, she should be more than a booty call. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, meanwhile, another weird story arc in this episode with, was with Lynn because oh that, that went quickly. Like that took a turn real fast. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it was one of those things that did, I, I saw that was one where I was like, Lynn, why are you falling for this? I, it, it, I did, it frustrated me seeing how that played out because I'm like, Lynn's a very intelligent woman. She knows what Dr. Uh, this, uh, you know, has done in the past. What, and, and why did she like just agree like when that, whenever she came in there phrasing like, oh, we figured it out that she had believed her. No, no, that's not, that's not the street smart Lynn that we know, but, wow. but I think it, but I guess it, it plays to that conflict that um, we were hoping we would see with them, and 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 also with um, the agent told her like you own this, and she owns she owns she has definitely has blood on her hands now. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of blood on your hands, so, okay, it's not blood. It's just it's some freaky crap. Yeah. Um, when are they not going to be experimenting in Freeland? Oh, uh, when they go down, when they go, <laughs> when they go, when they go over to South Freeland. <laughs> like, like this is, I don't know where what's happening anymore, but um, they they may have more than just green light babies on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this may become the story of the ooze. Oh, speaking of that. 
Yeah. Uh, did you notice that the title changed this episode? I it's did. no longer the Book of Consequences. That's right. It, uh, yeah. It's so, the Book of Blood, right? The Book of Blood. Yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. And wow, that's deep. Well, that's it's odd because last season I felt like it had the continuous book throughout the the full season. And and so it's weird that suddenly they switched it up so early, even mm-hmm. like it's not like we're coming back from midseason finale and starting a new book. Right. Um, but I mean, a lot of what happened in this episode was about blood and um, and both both um, in the metaphorical sense, as well as like the real reality of it. Yeah. So but it's it's. I thought that was a um, a little Easter egg in there. Yeah, good spot, good spotting, good spotting. Anything else about Black Lightning? Um, no, no. I think um, again, we'll just you know we'll see what happens with Gambi. See what happens with Gambi, or what doesn't happen with Gambi, which yeah. my fan fiction will still go on because Lynn even nodded that they had a very complex relationship. <laughs> <laughs> The story, the story will never die. The story continues. The story continues. You know, they they don't have to mention it. They, they don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so so that is it for us tonight. Sorry, we could not watch uh, cover the flash tonight. That's that's partly on me. But we will be back in a few weeks. We are going to take a hiatus. Enjoy Thanksgiving with our families. We hope everybody else who's listening has a safe, happy holiday week. And um, we will be back the following week with more Arrowverse breakdown. And maybe, maybe Will will surprise me and finish Homecoming. Maybe. Be ready. Yeah, let's be ready to talk homecoming when we get back. Yeah, that yeah. and so, so much more. Exactly. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can make some holiday TV recommendations to you? Yes, you can make your recommendations to me at Will and Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. You can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our credit. Our crew on Twitter, at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Good night. Geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>